Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I'm a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of human trafficking, child abuse, and of course, can you keep a secret? Keep a, keep a secret. knowing how to respond to the question. Over the following weeks and months, I'll be taking a look at some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way that you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of the show, where I'll be sharing not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of this show. So we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. So we can talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about Pornhub. Now, there's been a lot of discussion on Facebook quite recently with regards to the website Pornhub. So what is Pornhub? My understanding is that Pornhub is an, a place where individuals, males, females, young and old, can purchase pornography, can view pornography and distribute pornography. Now, some of the things that I've been hearing about concerning this website is how they actually have individuals, girls being sold for sex and those videos of the girl being sold for sex, in other words, engaging in prostitution, they are being distributed on the internet. They are distributed through Pornhub. And one of the concerns is that we have individuals who may go on and in fact rape a girl, rape a female, rape a young woman, film that without her consent, of course. And then having filmed that video, they go on to upload it onto Pornhub. And one of the big issues is that a number of these victims and survivors who are on Pornhub are under the age of consent. And there are individuals who actually speak out and share how they were indeed a victim of rape and how it came to their attention that the video of the rape they endured was in fact uploaded and sold on Pornhub. In other words, it's a forum where individuals can create, distribute pornography and earn an income on it. It's almost, as one would put it, encouraging individuals to film sexual activity. And of course, the more entertaining, if I can use that term, the more entertaining the pornography, the greater hits the greatest sales. I was having a look through the information I found online. There's a great organization called Exodus Cry and it discusses the movie called Cuties. And it says, is it surprising that pedophiles are being inspired by the film Cuties to, to search for child sexual abuse material on Pornhub? Not in the slightest. Pornhub has been a destination for perpetrators for a while. 
whether it's videos of Rose Kay's rape at age 14, videos of the 15-year-old girl who was trafficked, or videos of a toddler in diapers being sexually abused, there is no shortage of child pornography on the website. And even if Pornhub were to remove a specific video right away, their download button available in every video makes it impossible to ever fully remove the internet. In other words, to remove that content. They've essentially created a bottomless pit for the worst content imaginable. And someone says, about 30 seconds after searching the word cuties on Pornhub, I found what clearly appeared to be a child. Pornhub does not verify age, yet monetizes the video with ads, makes it downloadable, and allows it to get almost 2,000 views before removal. This is a concern. Now, as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, by the grace of God, when I was abused, there wasn't any internet. That's me showing my age. There was no internet. Internet certainly has its positives, but it's been misused and abused for the wrong things. It's interesting because I remember using the term love in a presentation and asking my audience what it means. And a young girl under 18, she said, love is a misused word. And I said, that's such a valid point. It's a shame. In the Bible, love is described as being patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't boast. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, does not keep a record of wrongs, always hopes, always trusts, always perseveres. That is what love is. However, as she rightly said, love is a misused word. And it's a shame that people use the term love, if you love me, if you love me. And as I shared in a recent podcast of a young girl who was being dropped, who's being sold by her father, and how the mother was involved in that, what would be that young girl's understanding of love? Maybe her father used to tell her, if you love me, you need to go off with this guy. If you love me, you're not going to shout and scream. Love, unfortunately, is a misused word. And in some of the instances of the creation of this pornography on Pornhub, love may have been used. I know at other times there's sexploitation, there is blackmail. I heard of a, a guy in the United States who was blackmailing girls between the ages of 13 to 15, asking them to send nude photographs. He was using various aliases. When they sent the nude photograph, he would then blackmail them to send more nude photographs. And if they didn't, he would then send the nude photographs to family members. And one of the girls blocked him, and that's exactly what he did. Now, that's a really difficult thing to sort of come to terms with because... By the grace of God, I've never been blackmailed. I cannot tell you I understand blackmailing because it's never happened to me. Unless I've been in a position, I can't truly empathize. I can't truly understand what it's really like. And so when I think about these young girls, as best as I can, and as, as I always encourage people, it's important for us not to judge, but instead to get to the root cause so we can understand. When you can get to the root cause, you're then able to understand something. And when you can understand it, change can take place. For me, the confusion starts like this. How, and hear this carefully, this is not judgment. How does the girl start by making these photographs? So she's on the internet, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever app or website she's using. She's on the internet. She gets approached by somebody using an alias, a guy. Maybe the guy does the whole Romeo pimp thing where he 
says to her, I think you're very pretty. I want a relationship with you, misusing the term love. And then he asks her to send a naked photograph. And unfortunately, that's where things go downhill because she does exactly that. I spoke in a school recently and I begged the students, I said, please do not be taking nude photographs. Do not be sending or distributing. Number one, it's child pornography. Number two, it's a crime. But I said, don't do that. You'll never get those photographs back. Once you've sent that photograph, you are vulnerable. Now, for me as an attorney, when I message people, I'm very cautious as to what I write, what I say. When I make voice notes, I use caution because with a voice note, that's my voice. And yes, there are people who can impersonate, but that is my voice. When it's a written message, I use caution also because although somebody could have taken my phone, that message, when it arrives to you, it arrives from the number of Juanita Headley. And yes, my phone could have been taken, it could have been hacked into, but realistically speaking, if a person sees a message with my name at the top, they're going to assume it came from me. And so I use caution. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the world because of love being misused, because of pressure, because of celebrity status, you want to release a nude photograph and become famous because of various reasons. You make a video, you take a photo and then not saying that I agree or condone making photographs, but then you take that photograph and what do you do with it? You distribute it. Even if it's just to one person, your boyfriend or girlfriend, you've distributed it. You have taken that photo and you've given it to another. And okay, maybe distribution is a strong term, but you've transmitted, you've given that photograph to another person. And that person has every ability to distribute it to somebody else and to distribute it to someone else. And once that photo is out, that's it. Even if they had no intention of distributing it, somebody gets a hold of their phone, sees that photograph, distributes it. The point is, isn't it a lot better? As they say, prevention is better than cure. Isn't it a lot better to not even take that nude photograph, to not even make that video? Isn't it just easier? After all, for what reason? Let's say, okay, your partner, spouse, boyfriend is overseas. Let's assume for a moment you're a Filipino, you're an OFW, overseas Filipino worker. And as a result of that, you come home every two years for six months, for example. You come home once a year for two weeks, three weeks. And so because you're separated, you feel to keep your partner, spouse, to keep them, I guess, what would I use the term of? To keep them committed? I don't even know if that's the right word for me to use. To, to prevent them from going astray, you send photographs. Really, is that really going to work? I mean, think about it. As, as your average man would say, he has needs. As your not as average female will say, she has needs. Because I've observed that quite often there are women who are celibate. Women in their older years who are virgins with men. Very, very rare. Yes, human beings have needs. But when you're a believer... Your need for obedience, your need for submission to God is first and foremost over any other so-called needs, loose term there. With these young children, when they're taking these photographs, all I could say is that having, having studied and read and researched, what I believe is probably the most effective 
is that this individual under these aliases, this American guy, African-American, not that his ethnicity matters, I believe that he may have gone down the Romeo route. Because let's say, let's say that we're a young girl or a young guy, someone messages us and says, send me nude photographs. Realistically speaking, we're not going to do it. Think about it. They message you in a threatening fashion, send me nude photographs. You would just block them. You would ignore them. You would change your, your Instagram account, your Facebook account, whatever. You would make a whole new account so they can't message you no more. Because if you keep that account, for example, changing cases, they can continue to message you under different aliases. So think about it. Logically, asking somebody in a threatening zone, send me nude photographs, is probably less effective. Let's be real, less effective. On the other hand, if that person, he was a trafficker, if that trafficker grooms that girl or boy, if he grooms them, and then he threatens them for the photographs, then it's very, very, very likely they're going to send it because they have been groomed, they have been conditioned, they have been prepared or trained or whatever term you want to use, they have been prepared. So therefore, when the trafficker asks for the photographs, they will deliver. They will deliver 99% of the time because the grooming has taken place already. So I'm going to just assume that he used pimp grooming. He was a Romeo pimp. He used pimp grooming, pimp trafficking, because this is cyber sex trafficking, trafficking by the internet. Ask for the photograph. If you love me, maybe misusing the term love, like this young girl mentioned, misusing the term love. If you love me, send me a photograph. Maybe because of logistics, this girl and the trafficker don't live in the same location. I'm attracted to you. I've seen your pictures. You're really beautiful. I want to see a photograph so that I can self-serve. In other words, masturbation. So I can self-serve. Maybe that's what he says. And, you know, she, she's apprehensive about it. She's never done this before, but he loves me. So she sends the photograph. And unfortunately, once she sends that photograph, it opens up a can of worms. Because once she's done that, he knows I have her. Like putty in the palm of my hand. I have her. And then he will ask for more. Maybe she changes her mind and says, I don't want to keep making these photos. And then that's when the blackmail steps in. And he said, if you do not send me those photos, I'm going to upload it on your Facebook account. I'm going to send it to your friends and family. And what I read is that these young girls did some very degrading, sick things as a result of this guy asking them for the photograph for the video and it continued and continued and continued and for me that is concerning it is really 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 concerning just think about it when you see that right one photo has been sent another photo has been sent when you see something like that like you read about it what comes to mind most of the time if i'm honest with you we we blame the victim she should not have sent that photograph but until you're in a person's shoes, you don't understand. Now, there's a case of some girls in the Philippines, I believe. And these girls, they were asked to send naked photographs. Now, I believe at the beginning, they did not do so. However, what happened was the guy was able to access their photographs now, these photographs were not sexualized in any shape or form. In fact, I believe that because of the grooming process, the trafficker had asked them to send photographs 
that were semi-nude. So semi-nude would be in a bikini. That was what we would call semi-nude because you're not completely nude, but you're not fully covered. Let's be realistic. On the beach, at the swimming pool, bikini attire is appropriate. Now, there may be the debate with Christians. Is a bikini appropriate for Christians? That's for you to decide. I don't think so. I consider a bikini to be pretty much wearing your underwear. Okay? So, we have a young girl in a bikini at the beach, at the swimming pool. Appropriate attire. She takes a photograph. Now, that photograph would be risque or slightly sexy, but she's semi-nude, right? Beach, swimming pool. Now, this guy would actually ask them for photos, and the photos were not nude photographs. Let me be clear, and I'm not defending him. They were not nude, but they were semi-nude, or there would be photos in a sexualized pose, so fully covered, but sexualized posing. Then what he did, he took their heads, put their heads on a body of a nude individual in a very provocative, inappropriate position or let's say engaging in sexual activity that's what he did he then sent the photo back to the girls and asked them for photographs he blackmailed them he said if you do not send me these photos i will release these pictures of you now the reason i was confused with that one is because the pictures that he had were not of the girls he took their head and put their head on somebody else's body now hear me carefully i say this with caution anybody who knows those young filipino girls would know for example they are not so voluptuous they have a smaller frame they have a birthmark on their shoulder on their stomach whatever which of course if those photos were not semi-nude the guy wouldn't know that to put that birthmark on the stomach because of course if he really did his due diligence any little mark or mole or birthmark, he would make sure that he puts that on the body too. However, let's be realistic here. In the Philippines, for example, the women and men tend to be a lot shorter, for example, in stature. Let's assume if they've not had cosmetic surgery, whatever, that they're not overly voluptuous. Let's make that assumption. When he takes their head and places on a, on a body of a nude person, their family and friends should be able to identify, well... Lysol doesn't look like that. Flora doesn't look like that. For example, do you see what I mean? So, Clara doesn't look like that. For me, I, I understand the fear. I understand the embarrassment, the humiliation. I totally get that. I have never taken nude photographs, have no desire to, etc. But I can understand because there have been times when I may have been afraid or fearful of something in my life so I can understand how it feels to be fearful how it feels to be afraid I can understand that feeling and emotion but where I struggle is the fact that this girl knows it is not her naked body but then she complies with the requests of the trafficker and sends him nude photographs now that trafficker he's very cunning smart astute because he did not start off with nude photographs but he got the end result. And so we have to know, as I said recently in the interview, we have to know and understand that pimps and traffickers, they are very, very, very clever. It is an industry, it is a business, but beyond that, they are united. They have a united front. They protect one another. What is sad though, is that when it comes to the church, 
when it comes to Christians and believers, we unfortunately do not have that same attitude. We do not have that same mindset. You understand? Unfortunately, as it says in the Bible, a king did the kingdom divided against itself will not stand. We as Christians are often divided. Now for me, I see it as this. If the pimps and traffickers are using Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, we as Christians need to be using that too. If we want to fight this thing, number one, we started in prayer on our knees. As Christians, we started in prayer on our knees. But number two, when there is an issue, we need to counteract it as a united front. There should be no division whatsoever. We need to be united. We need to come together as one because that is the issue. There is division in the household. There is division in relationships. There is division in the body of Christ. Like I was sharing recently, I said to a group of people that I do not believe in corporal punishment. I do not believe in beating children because when you do that, yes, you're taking the scripture, do not spare the rod literally, but you, in my opinion, are pushing your child into the arms of a pimp or trafficker. Because when a child runs away from home, they're running away from something. I'm not saying do not discipline your children. In fact, I know of a child around five or so. That child, in my opinion, is a spoiled brat. They are not disciplined. Yes, they may get a smack. Yes, they may get hit when they badly behave. But that isn't even working. Why? Because they are spoiled. Children need discipline and boundaries. When your child has discipline and boundaries, when your child respects the rules of the house, there are certain things they will not do. For me personally, when I was growing up, there was no way I could come home pregnant. There is no way on this earth I could be sending nude photographs. Forget that. Even as an adult, I couldn't do it. Because for me, as soon as I send that photo, the fear false evidence appearing real. The fear would creep in. What if my mother sees that? Now remember, I have two parents, a mother and a father. By the grace of God, I was created. As the Bible says, created in my mother's womb. I was created. I'm 50-50, 50% of their DNA. Not their character, not their fruit. As the Bible says, by their fruit, you'll know them. DNA. Maybe there are parts of me that resemble my father or mother. Maybe there are parts of my character that resemble, but I'm a unique individual. However, I was born. I was born. My mother, she reared me. She looked after me. Now, I use the term reared, but I'm just saying she looked after me. She trains me. As the Bible says, train your children the way they should go. And when they get older, they will not depart. My mother trained me. However, there was a certain stage when she stopped training me. Let's say when I was two or three, she didn't need to train me how to go toilet. I had been trained sufficiently. Therefore, when I was five and six, I would not go into the restroom with my mother. I did not need her company. I will put a pin there because when I was a child, I used to wet the bed and my mother actually used to have my stepfather, who was a pedophile. She used to actually have him take me to the toilet. Now, I will say that he didn't abuse me when he was taking me to the toilet, but she trusted him and he took advantage of that. But what I'm saying to you is when I reached to a certain age, that is when my mother would not be sharing the bathroom with me. She would not be coming in. So therefore, as a grown adult, my mother does not know what I look like without clothing on. Yes, I might be 50% of her DNA, but she does not know what I look like without clothing on. That is not the kind of relationship I have with anybody walking around with no clothes on. 
Therefore, if she sees a photograph of me naked, that is the first time she would see Juanita as an adult with no clothes on. For me, that would be embarrassing and humiliating. Quite frankly, I am very uncomfortable because of being abused. I'm uncomfortable. So imagine, it's not even me, right? It's just a photograph. It's just an image. It's just an image. But I would be embarrassed. What about when you are a child? Okay, not an adult. And usually adults are more comfortable in their skin. You're a child. And it is not a naked picture of you standing prostrate. It is a sexualized naked photograph. So forget about me and how I would feel uncomfortable. Let's bring it back to the real world. Your average child, nude, no big deal there. Parents seeing the child nude, no big deal. Parents know what their kids look like up to a certain age with no clothing on because the parents care for us. But let's go one step further. Nude and in a sexualized position, posing sexually. Let's just take it one step further. Engaging, not just a sexualized pose, Engaging in sexual activity, aka masturbation. Imagine a photo or video that a parent sees of their child engaged sexually. That is messed up. So therefore, that child will have fear, humiliation, and all of these things. But what is incredibly sad is because of those fears, the child goes on to make more videos and photographs because they think, well, if I continue to do this, my mom or dad will not find out. When in fact, it's to the contrary. And that is what is so sad. The Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. Children, they're young, often innocent, and sadly quite naive. Blackmail is blackmail. You give $10, they'll ask for 20 and 30 it will not stop. You cannot get yourself into that cycle, because once you're in it, you cannot get out of it. So please talk to your children don't be sending naked photographs and you as an adult don't be making sending distributing naked photographs as the bible says train your children in the way they should go do not be making naked photos and then expecting your child not to do the same don't be doing that because these pictures and videos that your son daughter niece or nephew makes gives it to the trafficker he is making money on your child's body. And those videos, once they're out, they can never get it back. Thank you for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret? I trust that the information has been useful to you. I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as abuse, it enables us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered each week, then please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, Can You Keep a Secret? You can follow me, message or email me so that I can answer your questions in upcoming episodes. We can all learn from one another and this is an educational series that I hope will impact and change not just your life but also that of the people around you. You can find all my contact details on my website, changingcases.org. That's changingcases.org. Remember to share this podcast with friends and family members. There are victims and survivors in your world. You just don't know it. But if we can all be educated, then the world will be a safer place. Please tune in next week for another episode.